right. Uh, I'll pay you later for that, Pastor Matt. Uh, let's go ahead and, uh, and uh, turn our Bibles to 1 John chapter 1. Uh, 1 John chapter 1. And uh, I, I, I was joking with the... With brother, with brother Dave, that he was the appetizer of today. <laughs> but let me tell you, brother Dave gave us an appetizer, an entree, and a dessert. Amen. So, uh, <laughs> no, you still have to preach, brother. You still have to preach. Um, uh, but let me say that it is a blessing to be up there. I appreciate uh, Pastor Matt, brother Ethan, for encouraging me uh, to preach and to really to grow uh, in Christ and. Uh, I don't take this opportunity lightly, so uh, let's read 1 John chapter 1. We're going to read verses 3 through 7. That which we have seen and heard declare we unto you, that ye also may have fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. And these things write we unto you, that your joy may be full. This then is the message we, that we have heard of him and declare unto you, that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another. And the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. Uh, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for the sweet time that we've had here tonight so far. And I come to you, Lord, with a, with a humble attitude, Lord. I, I don't want any glory or any praise. I just pray that you help me, Lord. Pray that you use me. You speak through me, God, and if, if you speak to one person tonight, God, that, that's all that matters, and just help me, dear, dear Lord, tonight. I need you. You know how much I need you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So I want to talk tonight about fellowship with God, fellowship with God, and fellowship is communion or a closeness with God, and salvation and fellowship are two different things uh, and you can't lose your salvation amen? amen and praise God for that but you can't lose your fellowship with God the Christian life can often be uh, like a roller coaster and uh, growing up as a little kid I always loved roller coasters amen but this roller coaster let me tell you is not a fun one and uh, I really like the example that Pastor Matt has used uh, in the past of, of, of um, talking about losing your fellowship with, with your spouse um, and how when we lose that fellowship with our spouse, we may have a disagreement or an argument. I'm pretty sure it's just Pastor Matt and myself who argue with our wives, amen. I'm sure there's none of you other guys out there, but when that happens, we tend to lose that closeness for that moment with our spouse. There's a little bit of tension, and, and there's some things that, that we need to do to get that right, amen. Uh, um, but I want to say that just because you lose that closeness with your spouse doesn't mean we are no longer married. Uh, just Just... Comparing that with salvation, we may lose our fellowship with God, but that doesn't mean that we're losing our salvation. So uh, what I want to do is I want to ask you guys, uh, if I may, a couple questions uh, to test your fellowship with God that I want you to ask yourself. And then, I, and then I'll give you a couple points that we could do to regain or maintain our fellowship with God. Uh, the first question I want to ask you is, have you lost your joy? Have you lost your joy uh, we see in, in verse 4, it says, These things write we unto you that your joy may be full. And your joy may be full. And the first thing that tends to leave uh, when we lose our fellowship is our joy. And one of the easiest joy to have 
is our salvation. It's easy. If we don't have a testimony here tonight, we could say, praise God, I'm saved. Amen. Amen. No matter how hard life is, we could always praise God for our joy, for our joy. Uh, but we could lose that joy in salvation. And we see that in, uh, in David's life after he, he sinned in Psalms 51, verse 12. And we don't have to turn there for, for I could say the, the, the easy, the easy, uh, the, the excuse would be because I don't forsake a time, but I really don't want to lose my train of thought and, and, uh, and, and changing uh, pages. So Psalms 51 verse 12 reads, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Uh, that's what David did after he sinned. He lost that joy that he had in his salvation. And let me tell you, we need God's joy. Amen. We need God's joy to, to do the things of God. In, uh, in, in Nehemiah chapter 8 verse 10 uh, says... The joy of the Lord is your strength, Amen. is your strength. So that's the first question. Have you lost your joy tonight, Christian? The next question I want to ask you is, are you living in sin? Uh, verse 6 says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not the truth. And do not the truth. You know, it's easier to sin when we're out of fellowship with God. Amen. And it's easier because if we are not walking in the light, uh, then automatically we are, we are walking in the darkness. And, and as long as we're in the darkness, uh, we will keep stumbling, right? That's what we do. Uh, in the dark, we stumble, and we stumble over sin. And, and, I, and I just want to remind you that um, sin, and I've heard this preached many times, sin will always take you farther than you want to go and keep you longer than you want to stay. So as a Christian, we don't want to play with sin. We don't want to mess with that. So you want to ask yourself, are you living in sin? Uh, the next question I want you to ask yourself, do you feel that your prayers aren't being heard? Psalm 66 verse 18 reads, if I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. And uh, I'll, illustrate it. I'll illustrate that with you by saying, as a parent, if your child has been disobedient all week, all month, all day, and then uh, he's like, Daddy, Daddy, Mommy, Mommy, I, I want a new toy. Can you buy me this? Can you buy me that? You would say, boy, you got some nerve. Amen. I'm talking to Junior right now. Uh, you got some nerve. Amen. You've been, you've been so bad. You've been behaving like this, and then you want me to, to buy you a toy? No. So sometimes the Lord can look at us like that, like, you've been so far from me. You haven't been coming to church. You haven't been praying. You haven't been in your Bible. And you, and, and, and you want this from me? And usually when we pray out of the fellowship with God, we pray for the wrong things or, or with the wrong intentions. Uh, James chapter first, 4, verse 3 reads, Ye ask and receive not, because you ask amiss, that you may consume it upon your lusts. And that word amiss there means... For selfish purposes. Well, we're out of the fellowship of God. We don't, we, we don't know what we're praying for. Right? And God forbid you get the things you actually pray for uh, when, you, when you're out of fellowship with God. Let me tell you. Sometimes he doesn't answer those for a reason. Uh, the next question I want to ask, uh, I, I want you to ask yourself is, is, do you hate your brother? Do you hate your brother? And First John, uh, we could, we could uh, look over to chapter 2. Verse 9, he that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in the darkness even unto now. 
God wants us to love other believers. He wants us to be in fellowship with them. And fellowship with God always leads to fellowship with other believers. Uh, they go hand in hand. As 1 John chapter 1, uh, 7 reads, But if we walk in the light, he is in the light. We have fellowship one with another. One with another. And sometimes we hear some people some people will say, oh, well, I'm a Christian, but I, I don't need to go to church. I have my Bible. I'm all good. And uh, while that may be true, you can be a Christian and not go to church, but I, I would question their fellowship with God. If it says here, if we have fellowship with God, we have fellowship with one another, why don't you want to be amongst other believers? So I, I, I would question that. I would question that. So those are the questions you want to ask yourself. Have you lost your joy? Are you living in sin tonight? Do you feel that your prayers aren't being heard? And do you hate your brother? Now I want to give you a couple things on uh, how to regain or how to maintain your fellowship with God. First uh, John chapter 1, we could look over to verse 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us for more unrighteousness. Amen. So the first thing we must do is we must confess our sins. Amen? Amen? So how do we confess our sins? Number one, we confess our sins in detail. When we pray, we don't just pray and say, God, forgive me for my sins and go about our day. We may, we, we may say that in church when we're praying in public, forgive me for my sins. But when you're alone with God in your prayer closet or wherever that is, uh, you want to pray in detail. You, you want to you wanna go in detail, Lord, forgive me for today I did this. Forgive me for these thoughts that I have. Lord, forgive me uh, for the sins that I have done. Uh, and I will, come, I will go back to that example about losing that closeness with your spouse. Uh, usually when we, lose, when we have that tension with our spouse, when we lose that closeness, somebody has some apologizing to do, amen? And uh, Pastor Matt, I'm sure it's not Ms. Renee who's apologizing, right? <laughs> It's always the men, amen? I don't think, she, I don't think she's here right now. To, uh, <laughs> right? Amen. Well, I might get in trouble for this one later. Pray for me. So uh, our wife usually say, oh, well, I'm sorry, honey, for, she'll be like, well, you're sorry for what? Amen. What are you sorry for? Uh, when, I teach, uh, when I teach the kids to, to apologize, uh, I tell them, well, what are you sorry for? What did you do? And so when we pray to God, God knows what we did. We, we, know, we know what we did, uh, but our spouse is still going to ask us the details. So God wants us, wants us to tell him the detail, to tell him, okay, well, what are, what are you sorry for? Are you even really sorry for that? Um, so we need to make sure that we're confessing our sins in detail. That's number one. Number two, we must confess all sin, big sin, little sin. And don't, don't, try, don't try to hide or don't try to make excuses for any sins. Don't say, well, you don't understand, Brother Ronald. If I had a better wife, I, I wouldn't be so angry all the time. If I had a better job, I wouldn't have to steal. You don't understand, Brother Ronald. If, 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 if my life was like this, if I didn't have these health issues, uh, you, don't, you just don't understand. I heard a preacher once say uh, one, of the, one of the hardest things to preach on is the sins that you've never committed. Because people will say, you don't understand. But also, one of the hardest things to preach on is the sins that you have committed, because people will say you're a hypocrite. Amen. And I thought, wow. So we, we're just to preach the word. Um, 
And David, going back to David, he didn't hide his sins. He said in Psalms 51, verse 4, against thee and thee alone have I sinned. So we want to confess in detail. We want to confess all sin. And we want to confess continually. There's many things that we do uh, every single day. Some, some of us may uh, do, our, uh, do the dishes every day, or wash our clothes, uh, clean the floors. Pastor Jorge might shower his pets every day. I don't know. Uh, don't ask me when the last time I showered my cat was. Amen. Because I, I wouldn't be here next week. That's all I'll say. Um, where was I? I'm sorry. Um, so, so just like we do these things every single day, we clean these things every single day. We shower every day. We need to be clean every single day of our sins. After a long day, we're dirty. The thoughts that we've had, the names we call the drivers as we're driving down the New Jersey Turnpike. Uh, Lord, forgive me. Uh, and that's funny, but, but uh, that, that's serious, amen. And Pastor Matt's like, I'm not sorry for that. <laughs> he's an idiot. He's an idiot. No, let me stop. <laughs> let me stop. But, but we don't have to wait also for the end of the day to, uh, to confess our sins. We could confess them right away. Uh, when, uh, when Stephen goes to work out, he, he comes home and what, he right away he showers. Amen. Uh, I don't know this, but I'm assuming it. He showers what, what, when our child, when Kaylee spills something on the floor, the first thing, it gets cleaned up. Not by me, but it gets cleaned up. Amen? So we could confess our sins right away, on the spot. Lord, forgive me for that thought that I just had. Lord, forgive me for what I just did. Forgive me. And, and just to remind you, we don't confess our sins continually uh, to get saved continuously. Uh, we do it to be in fellowship with God. We do it to be clean uh, in front of God. And when we are in unconfessed sin, we tend to hide ourselves from God. Uh, that's what Adam and Eve did after they sinned uh, in Genesis chapter 3, verse 8. And they heard the voice of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And Adam and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord among the trees of the garden. So they hid themselves, uh, not just because they were naked, but because their fellowship with God was now broken. So that's what we, we tend to do. So we must confess our sins in detail, all sin, and we must confess them continuously. And we must also, next one is, we must also walk in the light. As, as, a, as verses 5 through 7 say, and I won't read them through, through sake of time, but 5 and 7 talk about we must walk in the light. So God is light. Amen. And he shines his light for us with his word. And it's our job to walk in it. In Psalms chapter uh, 119 verse uh, 105 reads, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. So to be able to walk in the light... Um, I want to say that we need to have constant communication with God through his word and prayer. For example, if we don't talk or if we don't listen to our spouse, how is our relationship going to be? Now, if, I, if I didn't talk to my wife, if I, said, if I just said good morning when I, when I woke up and, and good night when I come home, sometimes it feels like that, right, working 12-hour shifts. But 
If, if that's all it was, how close can I be with my wife? I wouldn't be upset if she got up and left me. Amen. I mean, um, so how close? So how can we expect to be close to God if we're not talking to him? If, if, if we don't hear from him, if we don't speak to him, how can we expect to be close? How can we expect to have fellowship with God? His, his word is how he speaks to us. Amen. It's how he comforts us. It's how he encourages us, how he reproves us, how he teaches us. That's what his word does. His word exposes the darkness, the darkness. And I'll throw an example of here of, um, I guess uh, I'll say that um, at work, uh, I usually use a pair of black gloves every time I get out of my truck to hook up to a trailer to uh, disconnect from a trailer. I use a pair of black gloves, and that's what, what I've done for a long time. And recently, that pair of gloves, uh, it got a hole in it. It was a black pair of gloves, and I threw it out. And I'm like, okay, let me go get me the, the cheapest pair of gloves I could find. And, and, uh, and these gloves weren't black, if you can see where I'm going with this. They were a light-colored pair of gloves. So the first thing, the first time I used them, I noticed right away how dirty they were. But when I had those black gloves, I couldn't tell. I only threw them out because they had a hole in it. But these light gloves, they got dirty right away. I was able to see the filth, the dirtiness of those gloves. And, th and that's what the Word of God does to us. It exposes what the darkness is. So when you, when you read the Bible, uh, don't just read it or read it. Don't just read it because you say, oh, well, I, I just want to read it through. I've never read it through. Uh, when you read your Bible... Uh, Ponder over it. Uh, you want to meditate on it. Before you even read your Bible, you want to pray and ask God to speak to your heart. Um, and you want to apply it. You want to apply the word. Um, we, we might have all heard this saying. I think we probably all heard it. Sin will keep you away from this book. But this book will keep you away from sin. Amen. So that's how God speaks to us. And we speak back to God by praying to him. When we, and, and when we pray, it's very easy for our minds to wander. Amen. Pastor Matt preaches on that all the time. You start thinking about what's for dinner. Uh, you start thinking about things that you don't even know why you're thinking about. But for some reason, when you're praying, it comes up. So pray for as long as you need to. You don't just have to pray one time a day. Pray throughout your day. Pray when you wake up. Pray uh, throughout the day. Just, just be in constant prayer with God and constant communication with God. Once again, I say that how can I have a good relationship with somebody if I'm not speaking to them? And how can we be, expect to be close to God if we're not going to speak to him? And when we pray, God answers us. He does answer. It, it may not be in our time. Uh, and it may be no, but he answers us. But we need to be talking to him. We need to be hearing from God. We need to be in our Bibles. It's simple stuff, right? Read your Bible. Read your Bible and pray. That's all you got for us, Ronald? That's all I got. Amen. Read your Bible, pray, confess your sin. So the last question I want to ask you is, do you have fellowship with God tonight? Are you close to God tonight? If you're not, let me encourage you that God wants to be close to you. James chapter 1, verse 8 reads, Dry nigh to God, and he will dry nigh to you. Uh, he wants your joy to be full. He wants you to have victory over sin. Amen? Amen? He wants to answer your prayers. And he wants you to have fellowship with other believers. So make 
Uh, this is my New Year's pitch right here. Um, uh, make 2024 the year you decide to be close to God. Make this the year that you decide that you will have fellowship with God, that you're tired of just being a Christian. You're tired of just do, going through the motions. You want to be close to God. You want to have an intimate relationship with him. Make, make, make this the year. Uh, Stephen asked me on the way home today uh, from church, he asked, me, he asked me what my New Year's resolution is. And uh, uh, I said, it's to be closer to God than I've ever been before. Amen. Amen. And, and, and as Christians, we choose how close we want to be to God. We choose. You may be a Christian here tonight, but you, you, you have not been, you've never been close to God. Or you might be a Christian tonight here and you are close to God and praise God for that. But if you're not, make that decision that you want to be close to God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for your word. It encouraged me. And Lord, I pray that you touch somebody's heart today, Lord. And, and I pray that you bless the rest of the time we have here tonight. Rest, bless the rest of the preachers that are coming up here tonight. Bless the food. Amen. And, and I just really pray that you work tonight, Lord. We thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.